This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Otto Bolden was there. Watch DK Metcalf, the uh, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, and uh, ran a 10-3. Otto, kind enough to join us. Uh, what did you expect from DK Metcalf, Otto? It changed over time. Um, when I saw the play initially, um, I I think I irked a lot of football fans by saying, oh, okay, big deal, 10-4 guy runs down, 10-6 guy, and America goes crazy, fastest guy on the planet. And then I started listening to people who I thought knew more than me, like uh, Ronaldo Nehemiah, for example. And, you know, he was a football player, and he obviously had a world record in the hurdles. And he said, oh, you know, DK's going to get destroyed. And I was like, why am I giving DK too much credit? So by the time we went on the air, I said, well, I don't know, 10-6, 10-7. If you had told me this guy was going to run 10-3, I'd have said, no way. But uh, but he did. And, uh, and and I think he, you know, even though he crosses the line and last, he, he, he was the winner yesterday. Well, also, I'm looking at his form uh, out of the blocks. Like, this is what you did for a living for a long time, and, and you analyze this for a living. So if you're looking at his form, what could you correct, and what do you think is actually possible for DK Metcalf? I didn't see a lot wrong with his form. I, I said when I analyzed the, the start in real time, I said, if you looked at this video, you wouldn't be able to tell, oh, yeah, there's the NFL wide receiver. He looked like a sprinter for most of the race. Uh, one of the things that I said before the gun went off is my concern is that weight that he carries to be an NFL wide receiver and to have an NFL body. 
is going to show up at some point during the race. Well, it probably showed up at about 80, and when everybody started to decelerate, as all sprinters do towards the end of the race, he was decelerating a lot more than everybody else. He, he probably could have hung on for maybe sixth or seventh, but um, no, his his form I wouldn't change a lot. Other than he didn't he didn't relax probably as as well as a as a sprinter knows to relax because they know the fatigue is going to come. But no, form wise, he was fine. I remember Carl Lewis telling me this a couple of years ago. He said he knew that it was, I think, 44 steps. Is that strides? Does that sound right? Yeah, for Carl, he'd probably take uh, 44, maybe even fewer, yeah. Okay. Uh, And what did Usain Bolt take? Uh, Usain was 42 and a half. (laughs) And what did you use? How many strides? I was 45, 46 on a, on a, on a bad day. <laughs> what was your single best time? 9.86, ran it four times. What is that feeling like? <laughs> you know what? Before I ran sub 10, I had a teammate who had run, John Zillman, who had run 9.9. He was like, yeah, you know, it's like you step into this whole dimension <laughs> and you come out on the other side and you're like, oh, my gosh, you've run under 10 seconds. Now, mind you, when I ran under 10, I was like the eighth or ninth guy to do it. The first time I ran, uh, the first time I ran under 10 seconds, which, oh, by the way, was at the Mount Sac Relays where DK ran yesterday. It felt like 10.05 or 10.10. And he said, oh, you ran 9.93. And I went, oh, that's it? Oh, great. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel any different to, you know, to any other good performance. You know you've run fast, but there's no, like, you know, there's no sound barrier to go through. I got you as one of the top 15, top 15 people have walked this earth who have, have run this fast. That's pretty cool. I think I'm in the top 50. I mean, you know, look, you, you know how you, you can't compare errors. It's like trying to compare, you know, guys who used to shoot the three well to what, you know, what we see now in the NBA. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm up there still, but um, I, think my, I think my skill was being able to run both the 100 and the 200 pretty well. Paulie, what, what do you have, uh, Otto? What, 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 what's his time? I got 986, but there's only – I got 13 humans have ever run 986 or, or lower. Oh, wow. So, Dan, you're right. I'm still in the top 15. Yeah. Maybe you should take my job at, uh, at NBC because I, I certainly should have known that. I didn't think I was in the top 15 If D- I thought maybe top 20. If DK Metcalf called you and said, give yeah. me some advice, and do you think I could actually do this and make the Olympic team in four years? Oh, I think I think he'd, he'd have a shot. The first thing is that he'd have to be closer to 200 pounds than 235. And you notice when uh, Lewis Johnson asked him yesterday, so, you know, are you going to train more? Like, he's like, yo, I got minicamp. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, knows, he knows who cuts the checks in his life. But, yes, if, if he called me and said in four years, um, I think he'd have a legitimate shot because I, I think he, I mean, obviously he's a freak of an athlete because to carry that weight for that far and run 1036 having trained for, what, four or five months, I think is, is, is so amazing. Um, he'd have to lose a lot of weight and he'd have to really train hard. But he certainly, he has the chops, no question. Would you rather be Usain Bolt or Tom Brady have their careers? Oh, Wow. I mean, obviously, my track and field bias is going to show. You know what? They're both pretty equal because both of them have one thing in common. 
I don't think anybody is going to doubt that they are the greatest of all time in their sport and certainly in, in, in sports period. So, um, yeah, probably, probably Bolt. <laughs> but I, I think with Bolt, somebody eventually comes along and will be faster than him. I don't know when, but somebody will. It's going to be really hard for somebody to come along and win seven Super Bowls. So I, I, I would rather be Tom Brady. But I will say, if, if Usain Bolt was at a cocktail party and so was Tom Brady, I'm probably more curious about Usain Bolt in some of the things <laughs> that, that I could ask him. Well, I would counter that, Dan, by saying that it is, go- you know, everybody, uh, sprinting is not math. So you see guys running like 9.8 or 9.7. You go, well, that's, that's not too far off. The record's 9.58. <laughs> I am saying to you that the gap, bet- the gap between what they're running now yeah. and 9.58 and 19.19, which are both world records, and the gap between whoever has, I don't know, four or three Super Bowl rings and Brady is about the same. So don't don't think that the both world records are going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be a long time before somebody gets there, trust me. Is there trash talking in sprinting? There used to be in my era. This is the kumbaya generation. They, they don't they don't actually like each other, but they pretend they do because it's the politically correct era. Um, I have to say, you know, about you know, getting back to DK, I looked yesterday and all weekend for any sign of like superiority. Like he didn't walk into this track meet like, yeah, I'm the big Pro Bowl wide receiver. You guys are mere sprinters. This guy was humble. He, he, you know, he tried to assimilate. He didn't. He didn't even leave after his. He, he stayed and watched the entire meet. And I went, my God, I'm a 49er fan since I was born. It's against my religion to like a Seahawk, but I'm gonna follow this guy because I think <laughs> I think he's a re, I think he's a fantastic kid. Are you but, an, Are um, you a Niners fan? I am a Niners fan. Grew up watching Montana to Rice and Clark and everybody. Yes, Ronnie Lott, the whole deal. Did you try to play football? You know what? When I moved here uh, at 14, my high school, Jamaica High School, which produced some guy named Bob Beeman, um, (laughs) did not have a football team. So I think at the time when I should have, like, maybe been pulled in that direction, I didn't have anywhere to go. And I stayed in soccer and then eventually went to track. If if we ran the hundred meter today, what would you run? Yeah, uh, probably like eleven one ten oh eleven oh yeah. So we're about even. Oh yeah, we're so even. <laughs> <laughs> we're so even. <laughs> it's great to catch up with you again, Otto. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Hope you uh, have a great summer. You too, guys. Always good to be on with you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. We started the show. We talked a little bit about what's going on with the Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, uh, accused of uh, using an anti-inflammatory. Bob Baffert is the uh, the great trainer for that horse and uh, won a couple of triple crowns, won the Kentucky Derby uh, seven times. And Bob uh, joins us now. Bob, thanks for joining us. What have you been accused of exactly? Um, I've been accused of uh, my horse tested positive for a uh, – 
legal therapeutic uh, medication. It's called betamethasone, and uh, it was 21 picograms, which is we call it contaminant levels. Um, it's a, a picogram. They're testing at these really low levels the last few years, and so it's been a problem in racing. But the the really troubling thing is, uh, Dan, is that the horse has never been treated with that uh, specific drug. So we're we're at a loss for uh, words trying to figure out how he got got contaminated because at those levels they call it contamination. Okay. Once you find out what has happened, do you do you know inventory with your staff where anybody could have possibly administered this to this horse without your knowledge? Well, usually it's that that, that specific drug is usually uh, it's, it can be injectable. But uh, the horse wasn't injected with that, so we're we're going through different. We, we check, make sure that nobody had any special creams. You know, I'm learning about it right now, uh, but nobody nobody handled the horse that handled the horse uh, had any creams or anything like that. So we we just don't know where this came from. Do you think you've been sabotaged? I think I don't know if I was sabotaged. Indirectly, I think it could have been somebody handled this horse, touched it, because at those levels, it's very minute. It, it's, it's at a level that it wouldn't affect the horse. And it's scary. They're scary levels because I've had this, uh, this problem before. When did you find out that this inquiry was going on? I was on my way to uh, California on, um, was it Friday? Saturday, Saturday, I mean, and um, I got a call from my assistant trainer, uh, Jimmy Barnes in uh, Louisville, and he told me something horrible has just happened. And I thought one of the horses had gotten hurt. And he says, we've just been served with that, our horse, derby horse tested positive for betamethasone. And I immediately, you know, called the, the stewards there and want to know what's going on. This is not, something's not right. Uh, it's got to be, and I, I told them they need to test get hair samples immediately. Let's get some DNA. This has to be a mistake. And it still could be. I'm hoping it's a mistake. Maybe it was a wrong horse or whatever. But, uh, you know, the, uh, it's something that I've got an investigation team working on it. But uh, it, 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 it's horrible, uh, Dan. It's something that uh, I would, you know, it's, I would never risk my reputation. And I trained for, you know, the great horses and, and I train for great clients and it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And, but it's hard to, you know, people in the horse industry, they, they, they understand, you know, it, it's BS, but not the public. How beneficial would this drug be to that horse? At that level, it had zero effect on the horse. We're talking picograms. It's like a, one picogram is a salt grain. It's, it's a billionth of a gram. Are you going to uh, run the horse in the Preakness? Well, we're planning on it. Uh, we're waiting to hear from uh, uh, Preakness came out with a statement. Churchill Down came out with a really harsh statement. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was shocked by it um, because, uh, you know, I think it was just a knee-jerk cancel culture kind of reaction. And uh, and they violated my due process. I mean, this usually when these when you get a positive ban, it's it's supposed to be confidential. And they wait for your split to come back and usually takes a few weeks. And then, then they, they announce it, but it leaked out immediately. I've had this happen to me a couple of times. It, they just leaks out immediately. So it, I, I, now, now I have to fight this in the public. When do you get the second result back? They usually come, it usually takes about three weeks for it to come back. 
three weeks. Yeah, that's it's a it's a very slow process. But will the Preakness I mean, allow you if if they don't you don't have that second test back? Well, they, they should allow me because the horse is not officially it has it's got to be it has to be confirmed if yeah. there was a mistake. So basically, uh, they they really can't you know they they can't they shouldn't you know keep them from running. Can you sue to run in the Preakness? Uh, I think there's some some we're looking at some avenues that, you know, if they do come up and say something, you know, we're going to, we're going to be aggressive here. But if, if you talk to the casual sport fan here, Bob, who doesn't know horse racing, they probably say, well, you've got some priors here that, that you've had other incidents with horses. So what, what do you say to the casual sports fan looking at the, or even people in the horse racing industry here that there have been other horses who have failed drug tests? Well, I think a lot of them were just, um, uh, mis- you know, mistakes like this is from 1971, you know, down the road, I used to be a little sloppy and there were overages. They weren't nothing really uh, serious. And the last uh, couple of years I've had some like justify was the big one. He had, he ingested uh, scopolamine, which it comes in the hay. I hadn't, I couldn't prevented that. And we resolved that it was, it was a bad headline. Uh, I had a, a groom that urinated after he had COVID and after he's getting over, he urinated in the stall and the horse ate it. It was a cough uh, medicine. We resolved that. Uh, you know, things like that happen because they're testing at these really extremely low levels. This, this would not have been a positive in California. That, that's the thing with racing. It's not uniform, and they just change these rules here in Kentucky because of that. Because of those those levels, things can happen. Then in Arkansas, I had uh, a lidocaine positive last year, and one of my uh, in the Arkansas Derby and another horse. And then we found out that we just resolved that because there was other horses that tested positive in the Arkansas Derby that were right below the threshold, so they got contaminated within 45 minutes of the race. So. These things happen, because, but when they're testing at this new level, they just started this because everybody's like, you know, racing has been in this. We've got to clean up the sport, and they've got this new Horse Racing Integrity Act. And, and I was one of the guys, first trainers behind it. So I think it's good. Let's We need somebody in there. I welcome, like, a Travis Tiger to come in and, and, and see this and to explain to the people if we had them, then the people say, well, you know, if they're looking at it, we, we need people like from the outside looking in because the regulators that we have right now, it, they just don't use common sense. You know, it's, it's getting really bad. Where's the horse right now? The horse is actually in a van headed to a uh, uh, to Pimlico. Uh, we usually fly him there, but the, uh, the, the cargo company, uh, just lost their lease. So, uh, so they're, they, they had a van there. So this is the first time I've ever van there. I think it takes about 10 hours. Is there sabotage though in the industry? Like you're you're saying you could be like is there people are there people out there that are that are trying to taint these well, these drug tests? I'm I'm starting to I've never been a conspiracy theorist, but I'm starting to suspect it, it it's been happening to me on a, on the big day, you know, and so and we have really we have the security, we're watching them. I mean, these horses live they don't live in a bubble, you know, their environment, there's their stalls, it's open. You know, it's people can walk through and, you know, at any time we don't really, you know, we're not thinking, but it's just, it just seems really strange now that here's a horse that didn't get that specific drug. 
He was not treated with that. And it's, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's, that's where that's mind boggling right there that somebody either had to contaminate him somewhere. So I, I, we just don't know that. I, I hate to speculate, but I, I, we don't know. What do you think happens today? What are you working on today? Today we're working on, uh, on, on Maryland, on like a, the Preakness. We're trying to figure out, uh, they're going to have the draw. They're supposed to, I guess, notify me. I haven't been told anything, you know, uh, I just know what you, what we read. So I'm just waiting to hear my, uh, I have, uh, my lawyers, you know, watching it closely what's going on. And so, uh, the, um, that's all we do is sit and wait. Uh, if officials are watching right now from the Derby or Preakness, what would you say to them? I would say, you know, I didn't, I didn't administer that. The horse didn't get my, I'm an open book. I'm a hall of fame trainer. I had a lot of success and a lot of people are out there, you know, just, they don't like it. You know, that's part of the, the part of the game. I understand it, but I didn't do it. And uh, it's just, it's, they need to look at this in a different way. It shouldn't have been called a positive and they know it's a contaminant level. And we've been dealing with this. And I keep saying, you know, racing has a lot of problems, but Bob Baffert isn't one of them. But, um, you know, with success comes a lot of um, jealousy and animosity. And, uh, but I'm an open book. I'm going to be, I'm very transparent. They, they look at all the vet records. We, we present everything to them. I've, I've never, we're an open book. Bob, thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck with the challenge there. We'll certainly be uh, watching. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Dan. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, see their Vettestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Oof. Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer. Turner Sports is not going to know what uh, game Reggie's going to have until later today. So uh, we'll just have to sit here and wait with Reggie to find out where he's going to be coming up here. Uh, how was the weekend? Uh, happy belated Mother Day yeah. to you and yours and all my Danettes and everyone, our viewers watching or listening abroad and at home. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, well, because you got the uh, the newborn there. So it made little... it even extra. It made it just that bit extra special to... Uh, to celebrate Mother's Day. I'm, I'm very lucky. All right, I got a couple of questions here. Let me start with, with Steph, something that you uh, are, are well-versed in. These shots degree of difficulty here, Reg. Like, 
I, I it's hard to say that I'm I, I'm surprised or amazed when I tune in to see Steph. I I would have thought I've seen everything. How how do you describe this run that he's had here uh, in the last month or so? I'm surprised and amazed. That's what I'm going to say. And this is coming from a guy who I felt that I've seen everything. Yeah. And I agree with you. The degree of difficulty and time and score when he's making some of these shots, it's sometimes head scratching. And, you know, for a guy who put a lot of time and effort into my craft, hours and hours into gyms, shooting different shots from different locations, um, you know, being off balance, um, having contact shooting shots, I know how difficult it can be he has made it look like it's like he's shooting a free throw. And that's what makes people like myself somewhat amazed because I know how difficult it is. So I, I am amazed. And people ask me about MVPs. He won't win the MVP, but in my opinion, he should be in the top. He should be in the top three for what he has done and what Golden State has done. No one really has, especially when Clay went down, everyone thought this was a, a straight line to the lottery once again. Give Steve Kerr and staff credit, and I give Draymond Green and especially Steph Curry a lot of credit for hanging in there, playing with a young team. You lose your second-round draft pick, James Wiseman, a month and a half ago, and you have still found a way to be competitive, and you're in the playoff hunt. It, it's amazing what he is doing. And if you get in that play-in game with the Lakers – like that's really flirting with danger if you're the Lakers. Um, it is, you know, especially against a player like Steph. Yes, who can get hot, and it doesn't matter if he's at home or on the road. His ability to make okay, but the Lakers take down the Suns. I don't know how important that game is. I don't know how big it was to you, but just you know, we we keep thinking that the Lakers and Nets just go into the playoffs and then everything is going to be fine. You've had, I'm guessing, an injured ankle before. Like, those don't ever, it doesn't feel like they go away. And all it takes is you roll the ankle again or, you know, Anthony Davis gets injured again and then you're out for three or four games. And that's, that's how you get knocked off here. You want rhythm and chemistry at this time of year, especially going into the playoffs. And let's face it, injuries are a part of the game. We get it. Um, and I, I look at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got right. They got healthy at the right time towards the end of the season when everyone was getting banged up. Tom Brady and his gang of warriors got right, got healthy, and started to click and play at the right time and onto the Super Bowl, and they win it. And it's not a light switch. Basketball is not a light switch you can turn on and turn off. You have great talent. Don't get me wrong. That's Lakers when whole, when healthy. My opinion, they're the two favorites. But you've got to have some type of rhythm and you've got to have some type of chemistry going into the playoffs. I think it was a huge win for the Lakers for their psyche. Yeah. Because everyone's talking about playing and I still think once LeBron comes back, they will be better, but it's not a light switch. And like you said, you are messing with danger because of the way Steph – if they end up playing Golden State in that playing game. Remember, I mean, that one loss, that, that can prove a lot of things. And Steph can get hot and put up 50 on you in a heartbeat. 
So you've got to be careful and you've got to try to find a way to get that rhythm and chemistry going. We were talking about Russell Westbrook, that he's on the verge of breaking Oscars record for triple doubles in a career. I was wondering how magic Johnson would be in today's NBA. Oh, my God. But he'd be shooting more threes, though, right, Reg? He'd be shooting that set shot three? He probably would be, but think about that. It's a 6'9 point guard um, when there's no hand checking and freedom of movement. That's the two things taken from the 80s and 90s basketball versus the 2000s. Freedom of movement, being able to, you know, not hand check and you can float anywhere you want. Magic Johnson playing downhill every time there's a missed shot. I think he would have been brilliant. Yeah, because he had a couple of years. I think he mostly averaged like 24 one year when Kareem was gone. But he was like a 19 points, 11 assists guy. And and that's where we get caught up in stats and people say, you know, Russell Westbrook is maybe the second or third greatest point guard of all time. I want to know what my point guard does when I need him to do you know, what it is a point guard supposed to do. John Stockton, you know, what did he average? 15, 14? 15 or 16. Yeah, like, but what did he do when he needed to do it? That's what Russell hasn't given us. Westbrook is a, you know, statistical anomaly. It's just when he's been on a big stage, he hasn't performed. That's where I always say that's the difference in being a great point guard and one of the all-time great point guards. Russ is fascinating to watch. But can you do this on a big stage? And maybe the pressure's off because Washington is not a great team or high expectations, but him and Bradley Beal in a, in a short series, they could be, I mean, they could probably, uh, you know, steal a series from somebody. Hard out, hard out with those two guys yeah. because both guys, they can win you ball games and it's always going to be a dogfight and a struggle. And, Look, you know, people always want to knock Russell because of the triple doubles, you know, and it's almost, what have you done for me lately? We know that you're putting up these numbers, but you're in the ninth or 10th spot in the East. But I I say that to these people. I would much rather want to have a guy who's ready to run through a brick wall like Russell Westbrook, who gives you effort on every single play. Does he have flaws? Absolutely. But playing hard is the number one thing that you don't see a lot of great players do. A lot of great players have talent, but they don't play hard all the time. And it's true, Russ though. Plays, <laughs> he does. Russ plays too, too hard. hard. <laughs> Sometimes he plays too hard, right? I know. <laughs> he plays too hard. I know. Slow down. I know. I would much rather have Russell Westbrook than a lot of these other guys that take plays off. He's Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, Turner Sports NBA analyst. Um, the Pelicans, David Griffin, got fined $50,000 talking about how Zion is officiated. And I, I gave a couple of stats here on him that nobody has had their shot blocked more than Zion. 131 times he's had a shot blocked this year. But nobody scores more in the paint. Like he's three, he's 300 points, I think, more than the Joker and the Greek Freak. So he gets in. Like he's a smaller version of Shaq. I, I don't think they know how to officiate him here, Reg. But Zion, to his credit, did say, I hope I get to the point where I get those calls. He didn't criticize the official. Now he's got a broken finger here. How do you officiate him? And is it similar to the way Shaq was officiated? Somewhat similar. Uh, I think with Shaq, Shaq was so much bigger than everyone else and so much more powerful it, it almost wasn't fair. 
And I, I think what David Griffin and the Pelicans and to Zion's credit, what they're doing is just planting a seed for years to come because until he develops that outside jump shot, and you and I, we've talked about this on this show many of times. If they can't solve what he's doing in the paint, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think all he wants to do is plant seeds in the official until he gets a jump shot, because that's the only way really he's scoring is in the paint. And that's driving. And the reason why he gets his shot blocked the most is because that's where his bread and butter is. That's where his candy land is, is in the paint. So, of course, he's going to get his shot blocked more because he's not taking jump shots. He's shooting in the paint. And I wonder, what would you, what would you tell him to work on? I would have him, number one, a face-up from 15 to 18 feet, a catch, and a couple jab steps to freeze the defense and to knock down that shot or a one dribble left or a one dribble right pull-up jump shot because then you're going to have the defense guessing. Because after that, we've seen his first step. His first step is unbelievable. We've seen his spin move after his first step. He likes to go left, spin, and then bring up, you know, the arms up. That's probably where, where he got a broken finger because he exposes the ball. What I would do, one dribble, pull up left. One dribble, pull up right. Now you keep the defense guessing. Now you can work on your spin move, and you have the defense at your mercy. We also talked about Luka Doncic that uh, he got tossed, you know, in the game against Cleveland for the uh, the flagrant. But uh, the technicals are a really big concern for me because star players can't they can't be baited. They shouldn't be baited. And here's Luka with 15 technicals. Dwight Howard's the only player with more. He's got 16. Uh, so, what advice would you give Luka Doncic on trying to avoid getting involved in these and complaining? Well, here's the thing, because I was a complainer, and I... <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> a small complainer. <laughs> you never want to put your team in jeopardy, because they didn't have, when you got a certain amount of technicals when I played, you got suspended the game. That would hurt the Mavericks. That would hurt your team. So you can't put yourself in that position. Uh, you know, look, having played for Rick Carlisle, Carl, Rick Carlisle goes to bat for his, his players, and I would go to, if I'm Carlisle, I would go to Luca and say, look, let me handle the officials. Let me get tossed. Let me get on them. Because what he's doing now, um, over time, could eventually hurt his team. Because every play, it seems like when he doesn't get the call, number one, he's in the backcourt having conversations with the official while the play is going on. And he's doing his team a disservice by not getting back, getting back into the place. Because you have players who are irritants. You know, that's, that's their Patrick. That's their job. Yes. But Luca can't let like, Rashid Wallace, you played against Rashid. It felt like anything bothered Rashid. Uh, Draymond Green is, is baitable. It feels like, and, and great players, you, you have to use it as motivation. And uh, it doesn't feel like Luca does that. And the, and the type of game he has, think about this. Luca has the basketball for the Mavs, I would say 85, 90% of the time. Your game can do your speaking for you. If you think a player is baiting you or trash talking you or whatever, you've got the ball in your hands. You're calling all the plays. Take it out on them and their team. You can't get caught up in words. Take it out with your play 
embarrass them, that's how you get your payback. What was it? Uh, last Friday was the anniversary of your game against the Knicks. Eight, eight points in nine seconds. Yes, it was like it was yesterday. Did, did the Hall of Fame ask for anything from that game? I believe they asked for either a jersey or my shoes, which they have. I gave it to them. Yes. Where are the socks? I don't know. In, in a laundry bin? See, I would like the <laughs> socks. That, that would be great. How many <laughs> items does the Hall of Fame have of yours? Shoes, a full jersey. They probably have a game basketball, wristband, and that's it. But – those are all based off of what? So the one game certain, at the Knicks. Certain, yeah, certain games performances, like that game, um, the Jordan, hitting the shot over Jordan, I'm sure they asked for something. Look, it's an honor when they call and say, hey, you know, we're thinking about displaying this at the Hall of Fame. Um, so, of course, you, the Pacers send it off, which was cool. I think those two games are the, are the two things where they've asked for stuff. But you see Greg Anthony, right? All the time. Yes, you see Greg Anthony, and Greg is the guy who was trying to guard you, and you kind of nudged him, and he fell to the floor. I'm glad and... you said it. The correct word was nudge. Yeah, you nudge. Incidental contact. But but do you can you bring this up, or, or does would Greg Anthony ever bring this up to you that you'd? It, it's funny, you know. I've called a couple games with Greg, and uh, we'll see something during the course of a game, and he'll bring it up like it's 1995. Like, I shoved him out of a moving car or something. Like, great, <laughs> you were on your you were on your way down, anyways, my friend. So my my incidental contact shouldn't have really even mattered a little bit. But I just like you know when I went like that right away, I thought I was going to get the call, but when I didn't hear a whistle, and Anthony Mason, I'm telling you, God rest his soul. He threw me the best pass Mark Jackson never could have thrown me. <laughs> I mean, it hit me right here in my pocket, right in my shooting pocket, right into my, I mean, one dribble behind the three, it was, it was launched. Anthony Mason was scary. Scare? That Knicks team was scary. I mean, people want to talk about the bad boys, and rightfully so. Some of those, some of those characters on the bad boys were a little loose. <laughs> Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, I mean, Greg Anthony, uh, John Starks, a lot of these guys had screws loose too. <laughs> Thank God I had my Davis boys who weren't all there. Uh, LaSalle Thompson yeah. wasn't all there. Sam Mitchell, not all there. So we could kind of like go toe to toe with the Knicks. But Anthony Mason was a scary dude, man. Who's the guy that you worried about after a game? that you played against? Two. And I love them to death. Vernon Maxwell, who's one of my good friends. <laughs> Mad Max. Mad Max. Because you didn't know if he was going to come into the locker room and ask for an autograph or if y'all were going to be scrapping in the, in the middle of the visiting team's locker room. And Alvin Robinson. Ooh. I mean, Alvin, I, I knew after my rookie year when John Long came to me and said, never, and I mean absolutely never, Reg, say a word to Alvin Robinson. <laughs> just let him play his game. If he fouls you hard, just say, "Good." don't, don't even look at him. 
because he his eyes are steely black. <laughs> Don't even talk to him. So I, you didn't know what you were going to get between Alvin and, and Mad Max. Well, you Love know, them both. Mark, Love them both now. Mark Jackson tells that story about Alvin Robertson. They're playing dice. And he said they know he's cheating <laughs> and everybody's afraid to call him on it because they were worried that Alvin was just not a guy you messed with. I, I love that. They they had to continue to lose money because they couldn't right. call Alvin on cheating. No. <laughs> he had loaded dice. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Just crazy. Oh, God. And you survived. I survived. I'm here speaking with you and my dadettes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so you got you don't find out your assignment until later today. I think it's either Portland at Miami, Ooh. or it's Portland and uh, the Phoenix Suns. But so you're not traveling yet. I'll be on. You're not one traveling. Not traveling yet, right? Not traveling yet. Remotely. Oh well, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still remotely people. I, I just saw where Duncan Robinson is in line for twenty million dollar a year contract. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Imagine no, if you're never, 20 years younger, Reg. I will never fault guys for making money. That's what this game is all about. The guys before me, they paved the way so I could make a living. And that's what we're, we did now for the Duncan Robinsons of the year. $20 million Yeah. Pretty good. Or a shooter. Go get it. Thank you, Reg. Uh, Thank you, Theodore. I love you. Damn it. Talk to you soon. That's uh, the Hall of Famer, Reggie Aloysius Miller, Jr. the third. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.